When you try to set your line up, but you don't know what to do. You can't make your mind up, need someone to turn to. We've got your back, we've got the stats, we'll help you block out all the haters. For fantasy football help, call 25 yards later. Hello, welcome into 25 Yards Later. My name is Nick Luciano. And I'm Elijah Motika. And today is Thursday, December 10th. It is week 14 in the NFL, which means that we are kicking off right in time to hopefully uh, bring some people some fantasy championships. Let's go. Um, So we're going to start off the show like we hopefully always will with our touchback player of the week. Uh, This week's touchback player is Matt Gay of the Los Angeles Rams with six touchbacks. Congratulations to Mr. Gay for having the most kicks that made his opponent start their next drive 25 yards later. All right. So, yeah, we're going to jump into the games um, and actually... Before we get started with our previews, uh, we have four games to cover today. I want to play a game myself. Let's do um, it. So Elijah has not been briefed on what this game will be. Um, so if he has no idea or if, you know, just kind of terrible in the moment takes, um, that is why. Uh, so today's game I have titled terrible defense or terrible quarterback and i have four quarterbacks going against abysmal defenses this week and i want to see if you would be interested in starting any of them okay are you ready let's let's hear it all right so the first one we have mike glennon versus the titans the titans are giving up the fourth or the fifth most points to quarterbacks Glennon has 22 and 14 points in his last two starts. There's no way in hell you're starting him in the first week of your fantasy playoffs. Uh, let's so let's maybe let's uh, expand this. Would you do it in a two quarterback league? Let's say a ten team two quarterback league. We'll we'll up the stakes a little bit. Yeah, I think so because. Uh who's on the waiver wire is not significantly better and it depends on your matchup but yeah i'd probably throw him in as the 20th best quarterback this week Um, well we'll we'll see about uh (laughs) if we're um doing two quarterbacks and he's the 20th we'll see where the rest of these land um so the next one we have mitch trubisky against the texans texans giving up the 11th most points to quarterbacks. Trubisky with 24 and 15 in his last two starts. And Trubisky had a solid matchup last week, right? Um, I believe so. I'll have to look again. Um, I think that uh, I think I'm sitting Trubisky because Houston's going to score points. Trubisky's going to have to try and catch up, and he just can't pass the ball. So... No, I'd, I'd start Mike Glennon over Trubisky. Um, yes, Trubisky had Detroit last week. Yeah, that so didn't go that, so well. Yeah. Um, our third choice 
Andy Dalton in a revenge game against the Bengals. Andy Dalton, top um, 10 quarterback this week. You oh, heard it here first. Saucy. That's my guy. Um, so that so you were saying that you would start him just normally um, if the situation was fell that way. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're not starting him any over any of your regulars. You know, you're not starting him in over the... Uh, Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen, even Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, uh, Kirk Cousins, Brian Tannehill. What, I think that's eight that I just named. You're not starting him over any of them, um, and I'm sure I'm missing a few. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes didn't name him. Uh, Justin Herbert. You know, what's most likely to happen is that Andy Dalton's not a top-10 quarterback. I'm not starting him over any of those uh, players, but... Yeah, I. Uh, that's a bold take for the week. Revenge game. The Bengals are terrible. Uh, I love them so dearly, um, but this revenge game will be a true revenge game um, for Andy Dalton. I mean, go ahead and give me give me the stats. I, I jumped you on the take. Oh no! I mean, you know, Bengals fifteenth uh, most points, but you know, are just absolutely cratering at the moment you know without um joe burrow so um dalton's been solid the last um his last three games 25 14 and 21 points um all right yeah and it's it's in cincinnati so it's a true revenge game Mm -hmm. it's over yeah (laughs) all right the the matchup that inspired this game Sam Darnold versus the Seahawks. No way. Seahawks giving up the fourth most points to quarterbacks. Uh, Darnold had 24 last week against the Raiders. Nope. Um, I know the Seahawks, at least last week, you know, were good against the quarterback. Uh, I think the week before, maybe not so much. I don't remember those. Um but they're better. Uh, they, they've been a little bit better on defense lately. Uh, Griffin's playing well. And uh, they've got my guy, former Bengal, Carlos Dunlap, stopping the run too, putting pressure on the quarterback. Uh, Adam Gase is not good. Sam Darnold is not good. The Seahawks are also not great. But no, there's, there's no way. Andy Dalton, top 10. Sam Darnold outside the top 30. <laughs> than the others uh maybe in a two quarterback league all right cool so yeah that... i <laughs> that game wasn't as bad see... as i thought it was <laughs> i i may have talked up the game a little bit and said that he was going to absolutely hate it um, <laughs> there was going to be a proposed wayne gallman game that i also uh scrapped last minute but um maybe next week we'll do a wayne gallman game <laughs> I thought that at first you were the game was about to be terrible quarterback or terrible defense, and it was which player scored these points, like Cam Newton or the Seahawks defense. Which, that would have been a fun one. Yeah, that that game. Maybe, I maybe I'll have hated. to come up with. Uh, maybe I'll have to come up with who who scored more. Um, yeah. Maybe oh maybe next week I'll pull out the what quarterbacks is Dak still leading in fantasy points. 
Oh yeah, that that'd be good. That's, that's a favorite of mine. Oh, um, all right. So speaking of Wayne Gallman, um, I believe you're talking about the Giants this week. Yeah, let's get into this preview. We've got uh, Cardinals at the Giants, uh, 45 and a half point over under. Cardinals three point favorites. They're playing in New York. Uh, this is a matchup of two not so good teams that have had different seasons for sure. The Cardinals started out really hot, five and two to start, and then they have just been miserable. They're one and four in their last five games, whereas the Giants are on a four-game winning streak, including beating the Seahawks last week, and their defense is just playing great. Um, so, I want to start with the Giants here. One thing to know is that Daniel Jones probably plays this week, but if he doesn't, then it's Colt McCoy. Um, obviously, you're not starting any of them, but it does impact a little bit what you think of the passing options. Um, but Arizona has given up a lot of passing yards, and they gave up 344 passing yards to the Rams last week, which is not good. <laughs> so uh, I definitely think that there are points to be had here in this matchup. Um, so we're going to kick it off with my sleeper of the week here is Sterling Shepard. Um, and doing some research on this one, this guy has some ridiculous stats. Uh, my favorite one, he has six or more targets in every full game that he's played the last two seasons, which is just bonkers for targets. And I, I went back farther than that too. And he's had some injuries early in his career, but it's like only five games, five healthy games, his whole career that he hasn't had six or more targets. So the floor in PPR is just wild. Um, and he's probably going to see a lot of Drake or Pac Kirkpatrick this week, former Bengal. Uh, I've seen him blow so many coverages over the years playing for the Bengals, so I expect him to do that a little bit more in this game too. Um, I don't think that you want to start uh, Darius Slayton as on the other side of the field. He's on the field a lot, but he's mostly bust this season so I wouldn't start him but I do like Sterling Shepard um other passing game option here Evan Ingram totally hit or miss at tight end but as we know tight end stink uh, but he's seen eight and nine targets the last two weeks um so that's with Colt McCoy obviously but he saw seven plus targets per game with Daniel Jones before Daniel Jones got hurt um so that feels good but the Cardinals are six best against tight ends so that doesn't feel good uh, that's a really long way to say that tight end position's hard. Evan Ingram yes. uh, gets a lot of targets, so he could score points. He's generally one of my favorite um, daily options because he's usually pretty cheap over there. So, um, yes, I um, am very familiar with his up and down <laughs> um, season, but usually he is, you know, at least for the tight end position producing. Um, yeah. And so I know you also, as we've mentioned a couple times, the man, the myth, the legend, Wayne Gallman. Um, uh, we had a little bit of a back and forth over the weekend um, about whether he or uh, Raheem Mostert would do better this week. Um, speaking of which, do you know um, and can you name the um players that had more rushing yards than Wayne Gallman this weekend? Hmm. None. 
It, it, that is correct. Wayne yeah. Coleman led the league in rushing yards. 135, right? Yep. Yeah, 135 um, yards. It was awesome. And as the person on the Wayne Gallman side of that <laughs> bet, I was very pleased about it. So as a quick caveat, he had 135 rushing yards, didn't catch a pass, didn't score a touchdown. Yes. So that was a whopping 13 and a half points. Whereas yes. Raheem Mostert had three goal line carries that he couldn't convert. But if that one of those is a touchdown, then he finishes with, I think it's 12 points and maybe more if the Sounds momentum like goes different. A... Sounds like a Moster problem. <laughs> it is a bit of a Moster problem, and now he's like he just talked about how his ankle's not a hundred percent. Anyways, don't don't make me sad. That's I'm gonna lose. I'm facing in that one playoff matchup, facing Wayne Gallman, starting Raheem Mostert. I was confident last week. I'm less confident this week because Wayne Gallman. I feel like against Arizona is just going to eat. Uh, more than 15 opportunities in each of the last four games, 100-plus yards on the ground or a touchdown in each of the last six weeks. Uh, Arizona, below average against the run. Uh, he has been RB6 since week seven. That's mm-hmm. just bonkers. This guy was a, a third string coming into the year, I think, or maybe he was backing up Saquon and then... Saquon got hurt, and then Devonta Freeman came in, and so he's been like a double backup, maybe never a third string, but a double backup. Yeah. Um, but he's just really showing uh, how good he can be. And coming out of Clemson, I mean, he looked good in college and hadn't gotten the opportunity. So, yeah, I think Wayne Gallman, definitely an RB2, could be better. Um, that's all I've got on the Giants here. Any uh, thoughts on the Giants for me? Um, just more Gallman love. I mean, you know, not the greatest ceiling, but just such a high floor that uh, just a nearly perfect RB2 where, you know, you're more expecting kind of the maybe boom bust from your RB1 um, and just looking for someone to do something consistently in that second slot. And yeah, he's been really good. And I wish that I had him in places. <laughs> um yeah, because uh, he would have helped out a lot. As um, in a league where I have uh, Kareem Hunt, who we will talk about my displeasure for in a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, doesn't feel good going up against him. Um, I'll quickly run through the other side of the ball here. the The Cardinals have been slumping lately. Uh, and here's a fun stat. I like, you know, I like to bring my Bengals into it as much as possible. <laughs> Only the Bengals are worse than Arizona, uh, with fewer yards per play over the last three games. So only the Bengals have fewer yards per play than Arizona over the last three games. Just let that sink in. This is DeAndre Hopkins. This is Kyler Murray. This is Kenyon Drake. Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald. These are very good players yeah but uh yards per play sucks um and the giants defense has held appointment opponents to 20 points or less for the last four games so i don't think that they're uh and that's against some uh i mean not world beaters but definitely against some good opponents um so quickly here deandre hopkins you're starting deandre hopkins he's been a little bit down lately but 
you're not sitting him. So yeah, we're done there. Uh, Kyler Murray, uh, um, <laughs> rushing has gone way down. First ten games, he was averaging sixty yards, sixty rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown every single game. And over the last three weeks, he's averaging twenty rushing yards a game and hasn't scored a rushing touchdown. And that's a huge part of his fantasy value. Uh, and he also hasn't thrown for more than 300 yards since week seven. Oof. Yeah. So you still are probably starting him because he got you here. But if you've got Justin Herbert, maybe, who sucked last week, but I still think he's going to perform this week, or even Ryan Tannehill off waivers if you got him, I think you can sit down Kyler Murray, which feels so crazy. But that something is I didn't. At. Yeah, something I didn't realize was the Hale Murray game was he I don't even think he had 200 yards before that pass. No. Um he finished he finished the game where he completed a Hale Mary with 245 passing yards and a single passing touchdown, which was that single play. So Yeah, yeah that's very surprising that I did not realize um yeah, definitely not the yardage numbers that you're looking for, especially the last two weeks where 170 and 173, um, not, not what you want. Down. No. Um, so I think you could sit him down if you have a better option, but not an auto sit because he can still do what he did the first, you know, 10 games and be like the QB3. Um, mm. Kenyon Drake has been surprisingly good since he came back from injury. Um, he was rough to have. I know you know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was rough to have on your fantasy team for a long time, and I think that you are still of the mindset that he's rough to have. But uh, he has three or more red zone carries in every game this season, except week one. And he has four touchdowns in the last three weeks. So the touchdown potential is super high. He's solidified the job. You know, there was the will he or won't he chase Edmonds or Kenyon Drake adventure uh, around when Kenyon Drake got hurt. But I think he's got the job. You know, he's had 15 or more opportunities quite a bit lately, which is what you like to see from a running back. Um, so I think you can start him, even though, you know, Giants D has been playing well, but... I still think he's worth an RB2 type of play. Um, Beyond that, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, Chase Edmonds. Kirk has been terrible lately. Uh, Larry is back from the COVID list, but you can't start him. Um, Edmonds is getting like five targets a game, so you're banking on that. (laughs) Yeah, not what what you're looking for. Unless you're in like a super deep league and right. are, you know, hoping for maybe them getting out, but either getting out big, you're certainly not expecting them to necessarily um, be trailing big to where they'll be, you know, throwing a super amount. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, those five targets that he's relying on is not ideal yeah Um, i mean he'll probably get you five points but (laughs) yeah 
uh, it's a real long shot if you want 15. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, is there, so if there's nothing else, um, I think let's go on to my first game. Um, we got the Steelers and the Bills. Uh, 46 and a half point over under with uh, Buffalo as a 2.5 uh, point favorite. Um, That's crazy. So, That's amazing. So we got, um, you know, I wanted to choose this game because it's definitely kind of a tough one. Um, the Steelers defense is very good um, and the Bills offense has been very good. Um, Josh Allen just has been an absolute monster all season, really. Um, I would like to highlight though Cole Beasley in this game. Um, he's been very good lately. Um, and while he is risky, um, you know, we haven't seen anything lately that says that John Brown is expected to return. Um, even though even if Brown came back, I think that he would, uh, and he being Beasley, still be in line for a potentially another big game. Um, he had his season high in targets in a game that came with Brown. So um, again, I don't think Brown's coming back, but you know, not necessarily a worry if he does. Um, so um He's definitely more attractive with Brown with two double-digit target games in um, his four games without Brown. Um, Alex Smith last week um, in their Redskins semi-shocking upset of the Steelers. Washington football team. Yes, sorry. Um, (laughs) Habit. (laughs) Um, Averaged only 6.1 intended air yards against the Steelers. So... um, Sounds you know like a very cole much a, game. <laughs> yes very much a cole beasley game um average depth of target only um 7.8 yards so um you know just really an opportunity if the same kind of model um works this week to um get some points so yes cole beasley is my sleeper this week um moving on to the running backs um I think that if you're starting one of them, it's Devin Singletary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's hardly James White, but he's more involved in the passing game. And if you watched that uh, Washington and Pittsburgh game last week, um, Washington with uh, McKissick just absolutely um, ate up the Steelers' defense. Just every little flare out of the backfield um McKissick had 10 yards on it was anytime they needed 10 yards just pop it over out of the backfield and McKissick got it so um you know Singletary's hardly McKissick either but I think that he could very much um benefit from those uh Zach Moss (laughs) what a sentence um, Singletary's (laughs) hardly McKissick either you thought you were gonna say that at the beginning of the season (laughs) definitely not um so um yeah uh zach moss not really getting quite as much neither of them are getting a lot um but singletary has had at least three targets in three of his or 
each of the last four weeks um while moss hasn't had more than two in that time so um you know singletary's more involved in the passing game i think that he'll benefit and zach um, moss has a little bit of uh fumbleitis too if you watch yes. the last game zach moss was dropping the ball all over the place yes um he's not really someone that i'm looking to play in this game yeah um so stefan diggs uh, even against a tough Steelers defense, you know, you're not going to have many uh, better options than Diggs. Um, I can't really think of a scenario where you have, you know, two to three wide receivers that are better than him. I hope um, he sucks, though, because I'm playing <laughs> against him. <laughs> uh, yes, the the eternal quarrel or the, <laughs> the internal struggle. Um, I think that Gabriel Davis has, um, speaking of wide receivers, entered kind of a deep sleeper territory um, without Brown in the lineup. Uh, he has three catches on four targets in each of his last two weeks without Brown uh, with 147 total yards and a touchdown, um, a touchdown each week. Uh, his snap percentage through the roof with at least 97% in both of the last two weeks. Um, on a normal week, uh, I would usually think of him in kind of your McCole Hardman and uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling realm, um, where, you know, you're kind of just hoping for one of their three or four targets to be a 70-yard touchdown. Um uh, but I do think that for one of those types of players, he's definitely in play. Um, for the Steelers, um, unless Elijah, do you have any other thoughts on the Bills? Um, what do you think about Josh Allen? I mean, and I'm asking for a friend since I'm starting him in that same matchup where I'm playing against Stephon Diggs. Um, I, I don't feel like I can sit him. But... Yeah, I I don't think you can either. Um, the Steelers' defense, it, it's going to be risky. You know, they're tough, and they're probably mad after losing last week. Um, but I think that certainly he has a floor with his rushing. Obviously, if I think that Cole Beasley is my sleeper of the week, then um, there are points to be had. Um although Allen might end up being more of a back-end quarterback one instead of the high-end one that he's often been this season. All right. Um, I'll start him then. I'll take your word for it. If I lose, it's on you. All on me. (laughs) Um, So for the Steelers, um, you know, what to really make of their offense right now. Um, You know, they, the Washington defense is really good, but you know, they're, just absolutely plagued by drops and that's not a product of the Washington defense. Um, If James Conner isn't around, there's really no running game to speak of. Um, But, you know, there's also still have tied for the best record in the NFL. So, you know, just kind of a tough one to figure out. Um, So, I had, oh, let's see. Um, I had a source for this stat that I don't think made it in. Um, 
maybe uh, James Coe, but I don't think that's right. Um, so Ben Roethlisberger uh, um, this year only ranks 29th out of 33 quarterbacks in on-target throw percentage um, with 69.2% ahead of only Mitch Trubisky, uh, Carson Wentz, Drew Locke, and Alex Smith. Yikes. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Bills' defense is not really a one that you're quite as scared of this year as you were last year, but um, I'm a little hesitant maybe to start Ben. Um, yeah. Although. Uh, ooh, here's a game. Andy Dalton or Ben Roethlisberger. I think I'd still go Ben. Oh, boom. Uh, but... I definitely could see Andy. I mean, Andy's weapons are just as good. Um, he has probably the better matchup. Um, I could see this being like one of Ben's like random 450 yard games. Yeah. Um, although I don't know if he has it in him anymore, but you know, he's good for like one of those a year. Yeah. Um, so any of the three Steelers wide receivers, um, the three main wide receivers, uh, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and Juju Smith-Schuster, in that order probably, um, I think I feel okay starting, but you, it's not a good feeling about which one will have the good game. Um Deontay Johnson's the one I feel the most comfortable with. Um, he's averaging 12.4 targets a game over his last five. James Washington is around, but not really in play. Um, since Claypool's breakout four touchdown game, Washington has only eclipsed four targets once. Um, and one of them was, and that was in a game that Deontay Johnson missed. So mm. yeah, the three main ones are, um, people that you're going to uh, probably start um, back end wide receiver twos, Deontay Johnson, maybe high end wide receiver two. Yeah. Um, I was going to say he's uh, since week nine, no less than 12 fantasy points in a game, uh, which is pretty solid. And he's been upwards of yes. 20 twice. So I, I'd like yeah. to, uh, you know, throw my support behind maybe back end wide receiver one for, yeah, maybe back end wide receiver one for Deontay Johnson, back end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three for the other two. Yeah, I, I think I'm um, on board with that. They could all, I mean, any of them though could be, could suck yes. or could be great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just the problem that you face with a lot of things, just too many good players. And it's mm -hmm. um, in an offense where, uh, ben is again only on target sixty nine percent of the time, and while while talented, um, the Steelers wide receivers have problems with drops. You know, it's not a great recipe for success, um, especially with Ben not really pushing the ball down the field either. Totally. Um, Eric Ebron definitely in play at tight end. Um, six or more targets in six of his last seven games, including 11 targets in each of the last two games. Um, doesn't do a whole lot with it, but <laughs> you know, 
11 targets in two games or um, 22 targets in two games basically is elite tight end production. <laughs> um, well, tight end, elite opportunity. At elite least. opportunity, yes. Um, and that's about what you can ask for because um, it is just a wasteland. Yeah, I mean, last three games. 13 points, 12 points, 13 points. So, I mean, it doesn't feel good when your tight end is the tight end 12. Yeah. But it feels way better than when your tight end is the tight end 30, yes. which can happen very easily on any given week. I, I just talk about drops. I don't know about this season, but Eric Ebron is the uh, Dropasaurus Rex. The biggest problem with me is that he's so inefficient that you don't want to get 12 points out of 11 targets. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but any time you get a double digits from your tight end is a win. Um, yeah. oh, that's yeah. how I view it. Um, and that's generally what I try to plan around. Cause I don't usually take the Kelsey's. Um, so, you know, just get me to a point where you're not losing me the game. Um, mm. And Ebron, at least the last three weeks, has been that. Yeah, he's not um, losing you the game. So James Connor, if he returns, uh, which he's expected to, uh, you'll be starting him. Um, y'all didn't hear this last week, um, but I was very mad about Miles Sanders despite a very good matchup. I was very excited about Miles Sanders. Nick was right, and I was wrong. <laughs> um, so it's ki- I kind of feel in a similar way where the matchup is good enough to where you're going to be starting him, but I'm not excited about it. I mean, there's not necessarily the same production concerns where miles sanders snaps head and touches had just been plummeting um but james connor we know has a lot of problems staying on the field Hmm. um i think of him kind of similarly to Kenyon drake or you know not a super dynamic player right now um but you know someone that can in the last three weeks though just saying someone that can kind of plod their way to a hundred yards and hopefully fall into the end zone. Um, Kenyon Drake or James Conner this week? Um, what was, so Kenyon Drake had the um, Giants, so probably James Conner. Okay. Just just a matchup thing for me, I think. Um, you really hate Kenyon Drake. I was so excited <laughs> to draft Kenyon Drake. I took him in literally every mock draft it was i was at the back end of the turn in a 10 team league and every single mock draft i took him 10 and josh jacobs 11 and who oh boy <laughs> yeah kenny jake has let you down but he's gonna pick it back up and it's well, be okay. he ha- I mean, he has picked it back up. I think that, you know, he's been on my bench, unfortunately, most of his mini breakout the last couple weeks. You hate Kenny um, Drake? Well, I do hate <laughs> him, but also, like, I had a couple matchups and that I liked more. I mean, it's okay. I, think I wasn't honest. starting him over 
Kareem Hunt in mm, against Jacksonville, which was a disaster, nor <laughs> against Tennessee, which was a disaster. Um, nor was I starting him over Devontae Booker, who had um, the Jets last week, which was a disaster. Um, Kenyon Drake just wants to be loved. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You can bring him back. I was very close to starting him at the very beginning of his mini breakout where he scored 16 against the Seahawks um, before I chickened out in the last minute. If it wouldn't have been a Thursday night, I would have started him. I tilted too hard, and I was like, if he gets me five points going into you know the weekend, I can't handle that. <laughs> So uh, that yes, was against I me. Was out. that against me? It may have been. It was, yeah, we'll find it out later. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, I've but I feel <laughs> we're talking about James Conner. <laughs> and um, I know, I'm sorry, I brought it brought it back. James Conner, James Conner. You know who would have really won me those games though? Wayne Gallman. <laughs> Wayne Gallman, he would have. He sure would have. Uh, do you have any thoughts about Steelers Bills? Uh, nope, just a little fact check that it was against me when you sat Kenyon Drake, and then you lost ah. by six points. Yeah, I, and I'm sure I'm almost certain started a player that scored me like ten points, and what would have been the difference? It's fine. Yeah, cream um, with nine points. That's uh, <laughs> yep. There it is. A, this is. This feels good. This is fun. Uh, no, I think I think you captured that matchup perfectly. Um, it's uh, there should be a ton of points scored, but I don't know if they're necessarily coming from who you think. Um, so yeah. yeah, definitely an interesting matchup. Um, I'm gonna kick it into high gear here with our third game: Packers Lions. Uh, this is a 55 point over under tons of points potentially here Packers are seven point road favorites which is well kind of makes sense because the Lions suck and the Packers are great yes um, Aaron Rodgers is on fire top eight quarterback for seven weeks in a row you're gonna start him I really hope that my opponent this week who has Russ and Rodgers on the team starts Russ against the Jets instead of Rodgers against the Lions Ooh. Uh, neither of them feel good, but I'm scared of <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. scared of Rodgers more. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, you're starting him, except for uh, Cam, my op- my opponent here. Please don't start Aaron Rodgers. Um, Devontae Adams. Uh, yeah, you're starting Devontae Adams. Lions are terrible against wide receivers. Uh, so yeah, there's no way you're going to sit him. Um, yes. Another thing that they're terrible at is stopping the run like the most terrible they are the worst in the league against running backs uh and aaron jones has scored 10 or more fantasy points in every single game this year and when the packers played the lions back in week two um over or under 200 total yards nick what do you think aaron jones um 
oh, uh, if you're bringing it up, it must be over. <laughs> it is, in fact, over. That's, that's too That's too ridiculous of a, of a question for it to be anything else. He had 236 total yards and three touchdowns in that game back in week two. Plot twist, he had 40 yards. <laughs> nope. No, <that's... laughs> yeah, 236 total yards, three touchdowns. Uh, if he was not the RB1, I'm sure he was the RB1. You're going to start Aaron Jones. He has a 10-point floor and a potential 50-point upside. He's just great, and the Lions suck. Um, Big Bob Tanyan, Tanyan, excuse me, Robert Tanyan here, uh, made you feel silly for not including him yes. last week. Uh, 15 or more points each of the last three games. Um, so, yeah, tight ends suck, and he scores more than 10 points lately. Um, so there you go. And then there's a few other options here. Your sleeper last week, Alan Lazard, um, slept through the game a little bit. Um, I mean, eight points in PPR. It's almost that, that's a That's a solid sleeper. That, that, that's a, yeah, I'll give you that. He didn't sleep through it. He was just a little bit tired. Uh, so <laughs> Lazard, MBS, Jamal Williams, you could flex all of them. Uh, lions suck. So yes. you could flex all of them. Anything Absolutely. you want to add on the Packers there? Um, not for here. Um, uh, yeah, Tanyan. I forget exactly which game he um just like ruined my playoff chances in. But um, yeah. I not long after we recorded the show, you'll never hear. Um, I messaged Elijah and I'm like. Oh, I should have talked about Tunyon. <laughs> what, what was I thinking? Um, and scored like I don't remember fifteen points against me. It was not not a happy time. Didn't feel good. No. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think you can start him there. Um. On the other side of the ball. Ugh. Uh. <laughs> Matthew Stafford. Uh. Packers are really good against fantasy quarterbacks. Um, they are eighth best against fantasy quarterbacks. Now, Matthew Stafford did throw for over 400 yards last week against the Bears, who are ninth best against fantasy quarterbacks. So it can totally be done. It uh, looks like Daryl Bevel is all pass all the time now that uh, Patricia's out of there. So it could be done, but Andy Dalton over Matthew Stafford this week. Um so we'll go to uh, the receiving options. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. I think Kenny Galladay might be back. He did some on-field drills last week before the game, but didn't play and wasn't practicing this week yet. Uh, if he plays, you probably have to start him but the Packers are the second best against fantasy wide receivers and Jair Alexander, their top cornerback is a monster. Um, so I imagine that he's going to spend a lot of time on Kenny Galladay if he plays. Um, if he doesn't play, then Marvin Jones is maybe worth a look last week. He was wide receiver five against the bears and you know, the bears are ninth best against uh, fantasy quarterbacks and are really good against fantasy wide receivers. Um, but Marvin Jones 
was wide receiver five last week and was wide receiver five another week this season. But other than those and a 16th ranked finish in week eight, every single other week he's outside the top 34. I had him a couple of times at the beginning of the year think um, when Galladay went down thinking that it was going to be a good play. And yeah, it was a rough go. So yeah, I um, even if Galladay doesn't play, I would be very hesitant playing Marvin Jones. Yeah, I don't think you can chase the points. And I mean, I love me some Marvin Jones, former Bengal. He's my guy, but... <laughs> I don't think you could do it. I think he's getting a little too old. Um, and then TJ Hawkinson, you're starting him every week. Seven or more targets in the last three games. Tight ends suck. TJ Hawkinson's good. This is a kind of tough matchup. Packers are pretty good against tight ends, but I don't think there's a way that you sit Hawkinson down um, just for the sake of consistency. Um, but I don't know. Robert Tanyan... TJ Hawkinson, it's close. I think I'm still rolling Hawkinson for the floor, but it could go either way. Um, last thing in this matchup for me is the running backs. Uh, Packers are really, 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 really good against the pass, and they are really, 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 really bad against the run. They are not as bad as the Lions, uh, but they are the third easiest matchup for running backs. Um if DeAndre Swift doesn't play, I think you can roll Adrian Peterson as a flex play, RB3, um, maybe RB2, because he scored two touchdowns in each of his last two games, so it's an automatic 12 points. Um, if DeAndre Swift is back, then you don't want to start Peterson, and no. I think you do want to start DeAndre Swift, uh, who was just on fire before he got hurt. Um so it's a little risky because we haven't seen him in a while, but Packers can't stop the run. I was going to, especially, well, exclusively if Swift doesn't play, I was going to bring up Peterson uh, if you weren't. So it, it is something, and I don't say this lightly because I just don't hardly roster any wider, or running backs that don't have any really receiving capability um Kenyon Drake was an aberration in that where I thought he was going to be a 50 catch guy again and Josh Jacobs was uh supposed to get an uptick in targets and that didn't happen um but for someone to be exclusively a you know just two down running back like Peterson um just nowhere near my rosters um so yeah for me to be kind of interested if the uh, swift doesn't play that's, that means a lot uh, yeah that's really saying something yeah i i think there's a chance so you're saying there's a chance yeah i think yes. there's a chance with him um but yeah either way somebody's gonna score some rushing touchdowns against the packers i don't know who it's gonna be i don't know who's gonna play but it's gonna be somebody it's probably going to be some like, you know, backup fullback or something. <laughs> Hawkinson on a Hawkinson, I think has scored, uh, um, has scored rushing touchdowns this year. So it could very well it. be him. I need it. That aforementioned matchup. Uh, I need TJ Hawkinson to be a beast 
Uh, speaking of rushing touchdowns, though, let's talk about your next game, which probably should have quite a few rushing touchdowns. That's the hope. So um, I chose the Baltimore Ravens, seven and five, at the Cleveland Browns, nine and three, nine and uh, three. 46 and a half over under. Uh, Baltimore minus one right now. Um, yeah, everything kind of just depends on how Lamar Jackson plays in this game to me. Um, Browns are a nice matchup, and he's already torched them once this year. Um, and really, time and time again, he's had three touchdowns um, in each of his last three games against the Browns. So, hmm. you know, consistently someone uh, or a team that he's been able to score on and do so um, in bunches. Um, you know, I, uh, the question came up in one of my friend circles, uh, this week about whether or not the Ravens offense would bounce back at the end of the year. Um, I personally kind of think that there'll be the illusion of a bounce back. Um, like the Browns defense should be better, but, uh, you know, they're still not the greatest defense. Um, Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett are uh, back healthy, but you know, it's still certainly capable of giving up a bunch of points. Um, eighth worst against fantasy quarterbacks, I just saw. Yeah. Um, and the rest of the Ravens' schedule is not that much better. So I think that it's certainly possible that the stats will be there at the end of the year. Um, but will uh, the rest of the offense and especially Lamar's play actually improve or will it just be a function of what they're doing working better without, you know, really the execution improving, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll find out because the defenses are – not a murderer's row uh, coming up um, in the running game. Um, you know, again, Brown's defense, not fantastic. Um, I, so I think you can take a shot on JK Dobbins. Um, I personally wouldn't. <laughs> um, I uh, speaking about running back things. I don't do. I don't like crowded backfields. Um, yeah, we got and you know we got into an argument about the 49ers um and Raheem Mostert this past weekend and I think that part of my aversion to it is just that you know yeah Mostert could go off like he has in the past or maybe it's Jeff Wilson and it's just a Jeff Wilson week um and sure enough there's Jeff Wilson <laughs> chugging along <laughs> Um, and it's a very much a similar situation out in uh, Baltimore where, you know, you have Dobbins, uh, Gus Edwards, and Mark Ingram. Um, so while Dobbins is essentially the leader in the backfield right now, he only got 11 touches against the Cowboys. Mm. Um, he was super efficient with those. He had 71 yards. Um, the week prior, he had uh, 15 touches for 70 yards. Um, and so we could see a similarly efficient weekend um, this week, but um, 
you know, their Browns are still tougher against the run than they are the pass um, with uh, just the 24th most points given up to running backs. So there's potential there, I think, but I personally would avoid the situation. Yeah, it makes you nervous in the fantasy playoffs for sure. Yes. Um, Mark Andrews is coming back um, from the COVID list. Um, We're expecting him to return this week. Really the only receiving option that I think is a lock. Um, Hollywood Brown, he's not quite in the McCole Hardman zone. Um, I mean... Uh, he's close though i think only like a tier up from those again those players that you're gonna get like three targets from and hope one is a 70 yard touchdown sure now you know against the steelers that literally happened um but um i do think that he is a step above that but not by much so if you're willing to take a shot on hollywood brown go for it but you know he's very much and that's almost in that same realm of uh you know are you looking for him or are you looking at mvs hoping that they'll get a 70 yard touchdown i'll i'll say real quick that i i definitely agree with you but he's played better lately 14 points last week 18 points the week prior But the week before that, he had zero. So, yes, yeah, that's that's uh, that's 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 living life in the McCole Hardman zone. Uh, Yeah. If you have a better name for the McCole Hardman zone, let us know because we are making it a thing this year. (laughs) Yeah, we will. We'll figure it out. We need some suggestions. Um. So moving on to the Browns. Um. I Baker Mayfield is an interesting quarterback most weeks. I don't find him interesting this week. Um, he, you know, he's shown a bunch of times, including last week that he's capable of explosion games, um, but they're generally against bad defenses and the Ravens are not a bad defense. Yeah. The um, corners are great. He's already had a game against the Ravens this year where he had 11 points. Um, the only games this year that he has had more than 20 points um, are against the Bengals, Jaguars, and Titans, um, who give up the 15th, second, and fifth most points to quarterbacks. Um, even against the bad teams, um, that t- kind of production isn't guaranteed because uh, he had only 19 points against the Cowboys. And these are all six touchdown or six point touchdown leagues. Um, so, you know, even less so in uh, four point touchdowns, if you're playing in one of those. Hmm. Um, so they also just don't really, I think, want to air it out as much. Um, you know, they're wanting these two stud running backs to carry them. Um and I think that's probably what they'll end up doing or hoping they can do this week. Um, yeah. Tell you're, me about it. Yeah. You're starting Nick Chubb. Um, it might not go very well because <laughs> um, the Ravens are allowing only the 25th most uh, points to running backs, but 
Uh, Chubb has had no fewer than 18 carries in his last four games. Um, That's just elite volume that you're not getting very many places. Um, He's had three touches inside the 10 last week, um, averaging 1.8 per game over his last four, according to Hayden Winks at Roto World. That's not bad. No, that is not bad. Um, I kind of hinted at this earlier. I think I'm breaking up with Kareem Hunt. Um, so sad. He was another one of my draft darlings this year. Um, I got him in a bunch of places after taking a bunch of wide receivers. Um, and like the touches are still there. He had 14, 12, and 17 the last three weeks. But the efficiency just isn't there. Um, only averaging three and a half yards per carry over the last three weeks. Only four catches for 34 yards during that time. Like this is someone that you're using expecting to get that catch volume. And, um, you know, that not, that not being there is just devastating. Um, a couple weeks ago... I think this was maybe, I think this was three weeks ago. I had it written down somewhere. Um, He had a touchdown and still scored less than 10 points in PPR, which is just wild. Like the inefficiency as far as the yards for to have like double digit touches, score a touchdown and not score 10 points. Um, yeah, that was the uh, aforementioned should have started Kenyon Drake against me game. Yeah, uh, yeah, thirteen rushes for eleven yards and a touchdown, one target, one reception, ten yards, yeah. nine point one PPR points. That's that's rough, bro. Yeah, he's uh, he's probably cost you wins if you've started him all of the last three weeks and he has definitely cost me wins so um yeah kareem hunt it was fun i drafted him his rookie year lit the league on fire and so it's hard to say goodbye but yeah i think it's time it's uh it's been a it's been a good run if you will. Yes. But uh, <laughs> um, Jarvis Landry's really the only receiving option I'm considering um, baiting him a bit. Um, you know, it's just the Ravens defense. He's a fine player. He's been a top 20 option since Odell went back or went down, but um, you know, just the Ravens defense is good and um that's pretty much what it comes down to yeah i think i'm with you that uh you're starting you're starting nick chubb and everybody else scares you yes yep all right um so we are going to do our first ever speed round where we just kind of talk about a couple players that we want to hit really quick um so let's go um i think we you can flex jamal williams talked about him a little bit earlier um the opportunity evaporated against the eagles but the lions defense is putrid packers heavy favorites um should get plenty of opportunity to run 
Absolutely. Brandon Ayuk is our next one. Uh, here's a super fun and mess with you stat. Only Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams have more points per game than Brandon Ayuk since week eight. Uh, Brandon Ayuk has also only played three games since week eight. But when he's out there, he's a beast. And Debo's hurt again. Mostert isn't 100%. So there's tons of opportunity. It is a tough matchup against Washington. But he's uh, definitely going to be worth a start. Um, if Frank Gore is out, um, there are worse emergency dart throws than Ty Johnson. Um, if he's still available on your waiver wire, uh, pick him up. Uh, has the Seahawks this week and the Browns in week 16 for your championship. Um, worse emergency dart throws than that. Had 100 yards last week. I am going to talk about those same Browns, and you don't want to start them this week, but the Browns defense you should pick up now. They have the Giants, and then, like you just mentioned, Nick, they have the Jets week 16, um, and Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward are back healthy. Um, So they really do, I think, have a chance to be the number one defense the last two weeks of the season and bring you a fantasy championship. All right, and wrapping up, Mike Evans was a midweek downgrade. Um, Godwin and the other receiving options are much more appealing if he sits. All right. We did it. Yeah, we did it. We did it. Um, All right, guys. uh, Thanks for tuning in. Um, I hope that, you know, best of luck in your first week of the playoffs. Um, Hopefully we'll get you through to the next one. This is Nick Luciano. And I'm Elijah Motika. Signing off for 25 yards later. When you try to set your lineup, but you don't know what to do. You can't make your mind up, need someone to turn to. We've got your back, we've got the stats, we'll help you block out all the haters. For fantasy football help. Thank you for listening to this podcast from 25yearslatersite.com. Intro and outro theme provided by Elijah Motika.